Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to CruiseControlRadio.com and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. This is Cruise Control, Control. your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Industry news will fix or repair your car on the air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Your ride is about to begin because you're on Cruise Cruise Control. Cruise Control. That's right. Hang on, everybody. I'm letting out the clutch. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We are off and rolling on another week. I'm Les Jackson. I'm Fred Staub. Right there is Fred Staub. (laughs) You know us and all of our longtime listeners, and I mean long time, uh, 20 years or so. And uh, you know what we're about up to, which is whole lot of information yeah that's right les and we're going to start with an interesting story this week consumer Reports says it was able to drive a tesla with no one in the driver's seat they were able to fool (laughs) the autopilot system we're going to talk about their findings okay uh don't do this at home folks (laughs) no don't do this at home please don't do it Uh, and uh, yes mini is uh, showing off its oxford edition uh, that can get you behind the wheel for about $20,000, which is beginning to be really cheap for a new vehicle. Yeah, it sure is. We'll tell you about that. It's a great deal if uh, you want to go out and have a fun uh, uh, vehicle to commute in or drive around in. Good deal. Subaru prices out its new Outback, but has to stop all U.S. production thanks to the chip shortage. We'll tell you about Here that. We go again. And chips may not be the only thing in short supply, so we'll tell you. Boy, boy, boy. And over at Cadillac, they revealed the production version of the all-electric Lyric crossover. Cool, cool vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. Les will tell you about that and a whole lot more when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We are uh, glad you are along for the ride with us. And uh, as Les said, we're just getting started. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com, where you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're going to have a lot of posts up on our Facebook page uh, following along. Also, a link to a great documentary that we're going to tell you about in a little bit. Uh, It is on the FYI channel, and it is uh, called Everything You Need to Know or everything you need to know about overlanding. That's right. We'll talk <laughs> right. a little uh, talk a little bit about that, Les. And, uh, you know, it's a lot to get to. We're also going to tell you about some of the cars we'll be reviewing, right? We will. We, uh, we have a pretty full schedule of test vehicles that we, uh, we get into every week. I'm starting off, for instance, next week with the Mini... Uh, john cooper edition which is not the cheap mini <laughs> no no uh less expensive i believe is the way to put it uh, less expensive affordable yeah <laughs> yeah available available and affordable yeah well yeah. uh i'll tell you a little bit about some of the cars i'm getting involved with when we come back on cruise control radio we'll also tell you about how Consumer Reports was able to fool the Tesla autopilot system. Hmm. So important stuff. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. 
your on-air automotive magazine. We'll be right back. Cruise Control is live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern on Facebook and YouTube. For the latest news on new models, automotive tech, industry insider interviews, and new vehicle reviews, tune in live starting at 10 a.m. Eastern every Saturday on YouTube and Facebook Live. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We're glad you're along for the ride with us. Uh, we're going to tell you about this story, uh, our lead-off story this hour. Tesla has somehow found a way to make uh, the car drive itself. I'm, I'm saying Consumer Reports has made Teslas drive themselves. Yep. Um, and not a good development, <laughs> really. Uh, this came out on Thursday. They found they could easily get a 2020 Tesla Model Y to drive even with no one in the driver's seat, Les Jackson. This is scary. Yeah, it, it is. Well, let's talk a little bit about what they did. And, of course, there was an accident recently with a Tesla where they found people in the back seat, one person in the passenger seat, another person in the back seat. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe, did both die or one person died in that? I, I think, think one. Yeah. So uh, Consumer Reports wanted to see, could this be done? Is there a way to defeat the uh, safety systems that would you would think would be built into uh, this uh, autopilot system in uh, Tesla's? And uh, they found they could do it. They, on a closed test track, uh, they could operate autopilot without somebody in the driver's seat. Now, they had to do it in a little bit different way than what most people would do less. It involved putting a weighted chain on the wheel and keeping the seatbelt buckled on the driver's seat. Now, it's something that you probably could could do yourself. Uh, you know, I don't think many people have a weighted chain with them, but... Certainly, you could buckle the seat belt and probably put something on the steering wheel, right? Um, yeah. Th th by the way, these aren't instructions. No, 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 it. no. Uh, so, so in fact, they did have to defeat uh, the seat sensor. Yeah. So at least in the software, it has to detect someone in the seat. Well, I'm not sure if it was on the in the seat or whether it was a weighted chain just to make it feel like somebody was touching the steering wheel. It's hard to say, but, um, of course, Tesla says that uh, that crash that we were just telling you about where one person was killed, that the autopilot was not in enabled. Tesla gets all of this data from every car every day uh, back into their, uh, their headquarters. Well, if the autopilot wasn't enabled, can you explain to me how... Two, the two people in the car got in the back seat and didn't turn it on? Uh, I I can't. Uh, I, I mean, I'll, can you be that whatever that you, you would say, oh, let's get in the back seat and not bother to turn on the autopilot or better yet, pull the car over and, and put it in park? They could have not been wearing seatbelts and were just bounced to the back seat. Been, well, okay. Um it's just, I don't know. There are too many questions here. Mm -hmm. 
Well, let's get back to the Consumer Reports uh, findings. In a statement on Thursday, Consumer Reports Senior Director of Auto Testing, Jake Fisher, said, In our test, the system not only failed to make sure the driver was paying attention, it couldn't even tell if there was a driver there at all. And he said he had not encountered this with uh, systems like Super Cruise from GM and other systems from BMW, Ford, and Subaru that use camera-based driver assistance systems to track movement of driver's eyes and head position, uh, that these were not present yep. in Tesla. Uh, I know Jake Fisher well. I believe you do, too. Yeah. Uh, he's the senior uh, director of auto testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a good engineer. Um Boy, I wish I had been there for that test. It would have been interesting. One of I wouldn't want to be in the car, though. How about you? Well, I don't want to be in the car, but I certainly would like to observe it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, uh, of course, they're being looked into. The crash in Texas, is, that's where it took place, the crash that uh, killed the one person, uh, is being looked into. And uh, a couple of uh, members of Congress have written letters to NHTSA, imploring the agency to conduct a thorough investigation of the accident and recommend corrective actions to prevent similar accidents. Um, But the thing is, I mean, Elon Musk kind of gets away with it because he has many government contracts and uh, he, uh, you know, has so far gotten away with a lot of this stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, but people get away with stuff for a long time and then... You know, then the reckoning starts. Do you think it would have been different, uh, let's say, had GM or Ford had a similar problem? Big, much different. Uh, I think they would have approached it very, very seriously, very professionally. They would have said, this shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we will look into this and report back why. Well, when we come back, we're going to report on a very inexpensive version of the Mini, the Oxford edition, something Mm -hmm. you might want to look into if you're looking at getting into a cool, sporty car. Check out the live show on our YouTube page, Cruise Control, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, live on YouTube. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here at the wheel. We were talking before the break about the uh, Cooper, the mini, sorry, the mini Oxford edition, which, boy, is it a bargain. Uh, The more I look at it, the more I look at the price range, uh, this thing is a good deal. Yeah, it really is a good deal, Les. And uh, if you are looking for a performance-y small car to commute in that gets good mileage, and has a great value, uh, this might be the vehicle for you. Let's let's delve into it a little bit. They've done this in previous years, and now uh, they have an up, updated and uprated version uh, for 2022. We're into the 2022 model year, folks. Uh, it's really nicely equipped. Mm. It can be had, the two-door version can be had for $19,750, uh, and it includes, here's the things it includes, leatherette upholstery, LED headlights uh, with Union Jack rear taillights. And it also includes an 8.8-inch touchscreen media display, a Sirius XM satellite radio, 
with uh, Apple CarPlay. I don't think they have um, Android Auto yet, and that's just because you know, they're connected with just, BMW. Yeah, that's right. I was going to ask you if you knew, uh, but I think you're right. Yeah. So uh, you will have to uh, buy an Apple phone for that. But you look <laughs> at the vehicle, uh, also included 17-inch wheels with run-flat tires, uh, exterior metallic paint choices, don't cost any more in the Oxford edition, but in the Cooper hardtop, it would cost you $500. Dual zone automatic climate control. If you bought the Cooper hardtop, $500 more. Oxford edition, zero. Uh, an anthracite headliner would be an up upgrade in um, the Cooper hardtop. Not so in the Oxford edition. Uh, so you're getting a very well-equipped vehicle. You get a year of Sirius XM satellite radio. Uh, standard with this. So the two-door comes in at $19,750, and the four-door comes in at $20,750. And I think it's a pretty slick little uh, vehicle to have. Uh, You know, maybe you want a sporty second vehicle. Maybe you want a sporty car to commute in. Uh, It does come with front collision and lane departure warning. Uh, so the safety is there, and those cool Union Jack rear taillights. You've seen those, right? Those are cool. Uh, you know, I really like, we're showing the pictures there. I really like the green one for some reason. Yeah, a lot of colors. I'd probably go with the red and black. Um, I like the white top. Yeah, so you get the two-tone tops, uh, and I'm sure you can get things like Union Jack mirrors and things to put on it. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're just dealer installed things, right? Yeah. I, well, you gotta have stuff on it. You know, <laughs> I mean, a mini, a mini isn't a mini unless you've got the union Jack or some other, you know, kind of, kind of throwback. Now um, it, it, that this comes with a manual transmission for that price. Remember those? Is that where there's a thing on the floor? <laughs> yeah, there's a and there's more pedals. Oh dear. Yeah, there's more pedals hmm. than what you're used to. So, um, <laughs> and and so uh, what happens with this is uh, you um, if you want the uh, seven speed dual clutch transmission, the DCT, uh, you have to pony up another fifteen hundred dollars. But still, that means this vehicle is well below the cost of many other vehicles, isn't it? Uh, and a lot more fun, I would say. They are fun. Um, they, they just, it's a, it's a, it's a happy car. Yeah, it is a happy car. It yeah. is a happy car. So, so there you have it. That is the Oxford edition, uh, from the folks over at, at mini. And I think I like the price. I really do. Uh, what is this? They come with what? Three cylinder engines, I believe, is the standard now. Uh, yeah, it's a three cylinder engine. Uh, gets about thirty four miles to the gallon. That's pretty good. That is. It's good. That is good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, that is the Mini Oxford Edition, and it's something to check out. Now, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Subaru. Subaru announced some pricing uh, this week on their uh, Outback models for 2022. And uh, one of them, of course, is their upgraded Wilderness model. 
which uh, that will come in at thirty six thousand nine ninety five. Uh, that is MSRP, but with shipping, it comes in at thirty eight thousand one twenty, which Whew. is uh, a little bit more pricey well, than that Oxford Minton. Well, the shipping is uh, beginning to get serious. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's of course, certain. you can't go to Japan and pick it up. But no, you can't. But uh, but uh, let's talk about some of the other outbacks. A pretty good deal for the base model. Uh, the base model is twenty six thousand nine forty five. That's before destination. Twenty eight with destination. The limited model uh, is $33,595, $34,720 with uh, destination and delivery. Uh, so it gives you kind of an idea of the price, the pricing on the uh, Outback. Of course, the Outback uh, is, I would call them the top of the range when it comes to Subarus, unless you're going to move into the Ascent and get into a right. uh, full-size uh, SUV, right? Well, that's right. Um, and they're just, you know, uh, they run forever. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that is some information from the folks over at Subaru. That's the good information. The bad information is, uh, they had to stop all American production. You're like, why do, why do they do that? Don't they want, uh, <laughs> more vehicles? No. Uh, this means less, 15,000 vehicles won't be built this month. And once again, this is a problem with chip availability. And to take 15,000 vehicles out of the Subaru uh, lineup is a big deal, isn't it? Well, it's uh, imagine the losses. Just imagine. Yeah. Now, there's no way to tell when this chip problem is going to subside. Uh, I don't think anyone's really made any dent in the backlog of not having these chips but uh, this has closed the lafayette indiana factory uh, from now until the end of the month and no date has been given when the factory will come back online um, hmm. and this have, of course has led to high prices and lack of availability for vehicles and uh, we're seeing more people want new vehicles because they're coming out of the coronavirus situation yeah. want to get out there want to buy something new and uh now they won't be able to buy it right i'll tell you this uh, past year and plus has been uh, countless challenges yeah uh, uh, for everybody and everything yeah yeah so uh anyway uh that that's the situation at subaru so we don't know what's going to go on there but that's not the only shortage the chip shortage is not the only shortage and now there is a shortage of uh, rubber. Uh, this is according to an article by Bloomberg uh, that companies are grappling with shortages of rubber as well. And uh, manufacturers like Ford and uh, Stellantis and, uh, and General Motors are starting to worry that the rubber supply is so down uh, worldwide that uh, they might run out of tires. That uh, has happened in the past. Yeah. So it is uh, the rubber industry. Uh, Thailand, by the way, is the world's biggest rubber 
producer and exporter and has struggled with persistently low prices for several years prior to the pandemic, leading to farmers to tap less trees and uh, less availability of rubber. So we'll talk about that and more when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. Plenty more to go. We're also going to talk about Cadillac revealing its lyrics. So stay tuned. Got a topic or a vehicle you'd like Cruise Control to cover? Leave us a comment on our Cruise Control Radio Facebook page. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Hello again, everyone. I'm Fred Staub, and he is another other than Les Jackson. <laughs> How you doing, Les? Well, he used to be. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we are taking you on a ride around the automotive industry on Cruise Control. So don't forget, check us out uh, at CruiseControlRadio.com, where you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. It's all there, CruiseControlRadio.com. This week, Cadillac revealed, officially revealed, their lyric. You and I have talked a lot about this vehicle, and we have uh, even had guests on about it. And it was a very futuristic prototype, uh, and many people would have thought it would be watered down, uh, elements of it would be removed, uh, but not so, Les Jackson. It was revealed this week at the Shanghai Auto Show, and many of the stylish elements, including the front grille, which is a projected design and, and very fancy lighting, uh, has been maintained. They've basically yeah. added door handles and uh, side view mirrors, and that's it. Well, you know, Cadillac is kind of going back to what they used to be in the in the nineteen fifties and and forties, you know, and thirties of huge, super high end. Um, you know, it was considered the best. Yeah, high-end, high-technology, and that's what they have been thinking about and being, that's what they want to be. Um, yeah. And, of course, they're going to be the first uh, mark in the GM uh, world to go completely electric, and the Lyric is going to certainly be the uh, lead-off batter in that. Even, the, by the way, the charging door is what I would call trick. It uh, it come, it doesn't I just pop it. out on a hinge like no. a gas door. It comes <clears throat> out and moves down, which is yeah. It, it just it's the whole thing is just so. It's almost like uh, in, in a futuristic movie. Yeah, it is. It is like a car from the future. Now, the one thing they have changed is uh, it is no longer two plus two seating. So when it was first shown, it was four bucket seats, which I think is really cool, with a console going all the way back. And uh, there have been other two plus two cars, but frankly, most times they end up becoming rear bench seats because they figure more people would yeah. like that center seat. And that's exactly what has happened here to the Lyric. Uh, but other than that, uh, I'm excited you know, what do I always say about electric cars, Les? I like to see a grill, right? Because yep. the grill is the face of the car. And the designers at Cadillac have not only just put a piece of black plastic there or or a fake grill, 
they have used it as a design element with lots of LED lights. Uh, I would not want to damage it because I'm sure it would be very expensive. Oh, it's only a couple thousand dollars. Uh, uh, yes, it may even be more than that. Who knows? But we'll have to find out when they start crash testing these. But uh, it is, you know, really using that space to the advantage. And it's going to have all different patterns when it comes on and different lights and things like that. Uh, I think it's a very futuristic vehicle. I think it's one of the best-looking vehicles to come out of uh, um, the Cadillac brand in a long time. Out of GM in general, uh, in the sense that, and I don't mean it. this as a severe criticism, that there's always kind of a generic GM look. Play it safe. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is, you know, a, a departure. Yeah, definitely a departure uh, for the folks over at GM and maybe a harbinger of things to come. I mean, I, I would also argue that the C8 Corvette was a departure and, right. and a big, uh, you know. So um, I think we're seeing this a lot. I mean, I was just in a uh, Toyota Camry, and that noticeably for years now has been a lot more exciting. And people want exciting. it. They want styling. They want things to stand out they don't want jelly bean anymore do they exactly so uh, it's the biggest complaint you get from everybody you know or we do anyway i'm sure other people well they all look the same i want something different yeah exactly exactly hey you're listening to cruise control i'm fred staub he is les jackson we are glad you're along for the ride don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Got a lot going on on our Facebook page. Uh, some of the stories we're talking about, we got pictures up there you can check out. So head on over to the Cruise Control Facebook page. We're glad uh, glad you're along for the ride with us. A lot more to get to, Less um, Some sad news if you own a Kia. Uh, if you own certain Kias, two of their most popular models, you might need new engines. Uh, that's sad news. It, it would be unsettling news if you are driving a 2020 or 2021 model year Kia Soul or Seltos powered by the base 2-liter naturally aspirated four-cylinder, then uh, NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, has issued a recall uh, for these vehicles that is coordinated with the automaker. It's a total of 147,249 vehicles that could potentially have an engine fire. And the problem is traced back to uh, when these uh, crossovers were manufactured because the supplier did not properly heat treat the piston oil rings, and this could result in engine damage in turn, which might cause a loss of power, thereby increasing the chances of a crash there's also a potential fire risk as oil could leak into the nearby exhaust components and ignite hmm. not good news well, if you bought a new vehicle and you need a new engine right uh yeah but you know on the plus side at least they're telling you look we're gonna take care of this would you want a wouldn't you just want a new vehicle i would well if if it, uh, if if you only had a few hundred miles on it, uh, yeah. But otherwise, if I've had it 
you know, for the better part of a year and I put five, 10,000 miles on it mm-hmm. uh, and I like it. Well, give me a new engine. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and some money to offset the uh, depreciation. Yeah. Or uh, a loss of market value. Of course, this will, <laughs> will be a new engine. We're not going out uh, <laughs> and getting some <laughs> engine that's been sitting out in the sand or whatever. Uh, this would be a, a brand new engine. So owners should keep an eye on their oil pressure warning light. They should also be, be aware if they hear strange engine noises and increased oil consumption. I would imagine it would also be smoking pretty bad too, wouldn't it? I would think so. Plus the engine itself, uh, if it starts running really, really hot, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to go into limp home mode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, the the new uh, the vehicles affected by this will need a complete new engine. Uh, during the inspection, a Kia technician will determine if the Soul or the Seltos has a faulty engine. If they're given the all-clear, new software designed to better monitor the problem will be installed. And, uh, they, of course, the work will be done free of charge, including a possible engine swap, which would probably <laughs> be quite expensive, wouldn't it? Oh, that's eight, $9,000. Yeah. It, it it probably wouldn't pay to do this on one of these vehicles. Uh, if you bought if you bought a, a twenty five thousand dollar base model Kia, and the interesting thing is these are the base engines, so some of these might be the base models. Mm. Uh, you know, the Soul might be twenty two thousand dollars. You're not <laughs> going to spend ten thousand dollars on yeah. a twenty two thousand dollar car. It might be worth more in parts if if you were doing it yourself, right? You know, there could be some situations where they just total the car. Yeah, because it's just not it's just not worth it. But uh, good good for Kia standing by it. Uh, so if you have one of those models with that two liter naturally aspirated four cylinder engine, it came in the Kia Soul or the Seltos. By the way, also. Both of those are great values if you're looking for vehicles. Uh, I drove a Soul not that long ago, and I thought this is a pretty well-equipped vehicle. They have a model that has just about everything in it, uh, and I think it was no more than $22,000, dollars hmm. That's pretty nice. And you get a new engine after <laughs> after 1,000 miles. Well, you know. <laughs> no need to change the oil. Just change the engine. That's know? it, yeah. Come in for your uh, 10,000-mile check. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, So anyway, if you are one of those uh, that have one of those vehicles, stay tuned because you might uh, be getting a note from the folks at NHTSA, and it's certainly one you don't want to ignore. Hey, I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We are glad you're along for the ride. Stay tuned. Plenty more to go on the show when we come back. Well, we're going to talk about, I don't know, cars. Stay tuned. Oh, there there you go. Get even more automotive content from Cruise Control. Head over to our Cruise Control YouTube page and subscribe. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. I'm Les. He's Fred. And, you know, 
We're going to talk about the new colors that are coming uh, in for Corvette. Because if you thought you were going to get one this year, well, you're not. Because <laughs> they shut down production Yeah, uh, it, for a while. You know, that seems to be a... Uh, there's one of them. Amplify Orange. Caffeine. Don't like caffeine. No, brown cars are never... Never big, are they? It takes a special shape of car in brown to look good. Hypersonic gray looks okay, though. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, a lot of people. It, it seems like uh, it seems like people are waiting, and they they're they're looking at their numbers and when they will get built. Some people that ordered 2020 Corvettes got bumped over to the 2021 model year. Probably some people that. Order to 2021 will get bumped over to the 2022 model year. Uh, so I guess you just have to kind of roll with the changes there, don't you? You do. I was just listening to that song this morning. Mm. Um, so what happens if you have to wait uh, and you have to choose your color? Yeah, you might get some new choices. You might. Uh, like, right like now, these. though, you can, the 2022, you can get uh, gray metallic and that amplify orange. Now, personally, everyone knows uh, I hate orange. <laughs> orange <laughs> cars look like German furnaces. <laughs> uh, all furnaces in Germany are painted what they call industrial orange. Why? Is that a rule? So, you know, it's, I, hot no, or it's just a, it's a tradition. I don't know. Okay, I, I thought it was like a like a safety rule or something, but uh, uh, you're not a fan of this one uh, called caffeine, are you? I like the color. I just don't like it on a car. Yeah, it, it's it just doesn't um, it just doesn't come out. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, these were all revealed at the 2021 National Corvette Museum celebration, which seems a little early. Doesn't that typically take place yeah. after Carlisle? Uh, the Corvettes yes. at Carlisle, which would yes. happen the end of August. So typically that would be the first week of September or something like that. So it seems early this year. Um, and, you know, it, I think you can't just be locked into any one of these colors or anything like that because you, there's a good chance you may be bumped to the next model year. Which I never think is such a bad thing unless you really wanted a certain color or you really wanted the buttons down the center console. There's some talk in 2023 they'll get rid of those buttons that run down the center center spine of the console. If you really want those, you might be out of luck. But uh, these things are in, in big demand, and uh, I've seen used ones selling for over 100000 Dollars. I think people yeah. are actually flipping them. I think they are actually buying them. They don't want them. And then they're just turning right around and selling them for for more money. Uh, In economics, that's known as the greater fool theory. <laughs> uh, and it does work. By the way, uh, what? by the way, I like the car without a rear, rear spoiler. I think it looks much better without. Yeah, a rear, rear. It, it does look good. It looks clean. What I'm hoping they do on the future C8 is that they put an active aero spoiler on the car. And you would think like, oh, that's crazy. You know, what, what are you talking about? 
in certain early prototypes, they had that. A uh, spoiler that would come up uh, when speed comes up or whatever. Uh, and then uh, and then it would fold back in and just be completely flat. I think that would look cool. The back of the car looks great without it. Unfortunately, that means you can't get the Z51 package with, with all the goodies that that brings in. I just think the spoiler looks like an add-on to me. I just I just don't like it. It does look like an add-on. Uh, now, those active spoilers are expensive to produce. But since the price is going crazy... What's what does a, it matter? What's another couple of thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think in today's, with today's technology, you could make it where it was pretty compact and would not take up a lot of room um, and probably, mm -hmm. you know, would have small actuators and things like that, that it, 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 you know, and make it simple to keep the cost down. Put a button on it, up, down. Don't do yeah, it speed right. oriented. Just say, hey, I want to run it up or I want to run it down. An on-off switch, up or down, uh, sort of like a sort of like a uh, an antenna for your radio in the old days. How's that sound? People, uh, many people wouldn't know what you're talking about. There. <laughs> what are you saying, Les? <laughs> you saying that I've been around for a while? <laughs> I'm saying a power antenna. Uh, boy, they haven't had those for what thirty. 35 years? Yeah, you know, it's interesting when you think about it. Uh, the, some of the vehicles, like the F-150, has a good old-fashioned screw-on whip antenna. Uh, yeah. uh, e even, I believe, the Mustang has that. Um, probably you can buy a kit to uh, put a telescoping, telescoping antenna on it. Most people just put the little rubber ducky antenna on it. Um, so that's something that has... It's funny. It, it was more uh, advanced in the past. <laughs> <laughs> well, except now the antennas are in the windshields. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. Hey, uh, let's talk a little bit about another new vehicle from, Aud uh, from Audi. And uh, it is called the Audi RS, RS e-tron GT. And uh, this is another all-electric uh, vehicle from Audi in their e-tron lineup. Uh, very sporty-looking vehicle, and it is going to be revealed uh, tomorrow in Malibu, California, at the Cars and Coffee gathering near the Malibu Kitchen at 3900 Cross Creek Road in Malibu, California, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. I'll... Uh fly out in my private jet tonight i'm gonna i'm gonna head out in my car and see if i make it there in time what do you think you'll have to drive very fast okay well uh it produces 469 horsepower which is quite stout uh, mm -hmm. and and or up to 522 horsepower with overboost for 2.5 seconds with launch control and 464 pound-feet of torque, and it allows the e-tron to repeatedly accelerate from 0 to 60 in 3.9 seconds with a top track speed of 152 miles an hour, Les Jackson. Whew. Yeah. That is pretty cool, but if you want more, the RS e-tron GT produces 590 horsepower and up to 637 horsepower with overboost. Overboost is the new turbo, isn't it? 
It is. Uh, and boy, is it strong. Yeah. Then let's talk about charging, because you can't talk about a new vehicle without talking about charging. Uh, it can replenish its battery from 5 to 80% in about 22 and a half minutes. And it has an approximate hmm. range of 238 miles for the e-tron GT and 232 miles for the RS e-tron GT. I would imagine if you use that overboost, you could significantly decrease that. Yeah, uh, you're going to cut down the range. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just another uh, performance electric car outstanding. One thing that we're not going to see happen is horsepower numbers are not going to go down. I think it's one way to get people excited about electric cars. What we haven't seen yet, though, is something that is, let's say, as sporty as a GTI, you know, at that price range that's electric. But I think we will. Hey, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com, where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to cruisecontrolradio.com.